0: If God for us, who can be against us? I was supposed to wait for you guys to continue the sentence. But you know, if God is for us, who can be against us? The book, the book Acts of the Apostles is a historical book of the New Testament. As we know, the book of Acts in this, is the second book that Luke, the evangelist, Wrote, There are many things that we can learn and observe in this book. Among those things, we see the challenge, struggles, persecutions, and progress of the church of Jesus Christ in its early days. In Exodus chapter 13, Paul and Barnabas are separated and sent to the church of Antiochia to preach the word. Paul and Barnabas preach the word in various and many places, planted the church. And as a result of that, many lives were saved by preaching the gospel. After a while, they returned and witnessed goodness during their first missionary journey. Soon after, Paul became eager to visit the church and see how they were doing. Thus began the second missionary journey, as we know. Today, we will learn about the challenge and the privilege of the church. We know life itself will always be a challenge in many ways, trials will be inevitable in the walk of the church. Please do not think that Christian life is a summer camp. Or should be like a living in a Mr. Rogers neighborhood. A lovely and beautiful place as R.C. Sproul used to say. I need to check what that means because I'm outside. I didn't know what Mr. Rogers neighborhood. But I like when he said it. Oh, this cultural thing I will put here. But you understood, right? With the faithful witness of the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit, the Holy Scripture, and the power of the Holy Spirit, who dwells in us, we must be prepared for the face, the challenge. Let us not forget, brothers and sisters, that among trials, we will also be gifted by God with privilege that only His people can enjoy. The first challenge in the Christian walks is that, we will face opposition. Let me read the Bible, verse 16 through verse 18. As we go into the place of prayer, we were met by a slave girl who had a spirit of divination and brought her owners much gain by fortune telling. She followed Paul and us, crying out, These men are servants of the Most High God who proclaimed Proclaim to you the way of salvation. And she kept doing for many days. Paul had become greatly annoyed. Turned, turned and said to the spirit, I commend you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And it came out of that very hour. The Bible says to us, tell us that why, while the apostles were going to the place of prayer, a woman with a spirit of divination appeared, and for many days she repeated the same thing. These men, these men are servants of the Most High God and proclaim the way of salvation to you. The Greek word for a spirit of divination in verse 16 is pithon, or phython. It's represented with a Greek Greek culture, the name of the mythological serpent that dwelt in Pithos. That's a Greek name, okay guys? And the foot of the Mount Parnassus and guarded the Oracle of Delphi. Apollo killed that serpent who came to access her power. subsequently the word was applied to the soul to the person who claimed to be inspired by Apollo, and the Oracle Oracle of Delph, there were women we'd call Pythias, who practiced this kind of divination in the cult of Apollo. The test, the Bible says that this happened for several days. The apostle Paul became greatly annoyed and rebuked the spirit unclean spirit. Some believe that she probably spoke in the tone of irony or mockery. However, it would not be plausible to understand that Paul's announcing that this situation would be that this situation would be that the girl the girl's words would bring confusion or believe in the false conception of the religion secretism. Because of the expression used by her, the most high the city residents could associate with Zeus, a Greek a Greek word, a Greek God known as the father of all gods and humans. Also this God was known as the highest one. So here we learn the first opposition we have in the walk of the Christian church. A spiritual opposition. We cannot deny that a spiritual battle is occurring now. The Apostle Paul handed the spirit inside that unclear spirit was dominated by actions of that woman. Many had been deceived by believe the words and predictions that the, that possessed young woman, Paul does not want to the gospel to be mixed or influenced by anything, nor by words of demonic origin. He wanted Paul wanted to maintain and preserve the purity of the gospel. Among the many battles that have already happened, the most significant spiritual battle we have faced today is maintaining the period of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Without period of the gospel in preaching and teaching, we, we will not be able to be effective in the work of God. As the, as the Bible says, beloved, although I was very eager to write to you about our common, common salvation, and I found it necessary to write appealing to, to you to contend for the faith that was for all delivered to the saints. We can read the Bible as well when the, the Paul says, in their case, the God of this world has blinded the, men, the minds of the unbelievers. To keep them from seeing the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ. Who is the image of God. Do you remember how Satan initially deceived even in Aaron, Twisting God's word. There is a battle for the truth. Today we live in a period called the war of narratives. Remember... That girl was speaking the truth about the apostles and their mission. But behind that young woman's speech was a demonic influence. Let us be, let us keep attention because spiritual oppositions we also pass by, pass us by. We must pray to God and ask for his spiritual discernment when such matters arise. We have the Holy Scriptures that will also help us during these situations. We will face spiritual opposition and as well we will face physical and moral opposition. After Paul rebuked this the girl with spirit, what happened? Did, did the people rejoice to see a soul being delivered by the power of Satan? No. Brothers and sisters, we should not expect the world which hates Christ Jesus and his word. To rejoice with us in the face of biblical realities. In the work of Jesus. The owners of that young woman were angry with Paul. For they had whipped out their hope of gain. The Bible tells us the reasons for the anger of those owners. Because they lost their source of profit. It means they were lovers of money. They care about prof- profit than the girl's life. The love of money, of money is the root of all kinds of evil. Having money is not a problem, okay? Seeing the problem is loving money. Or anything else above God is the problem, is sin. Instead of revealing the the real reason for the outrage that made them hand over the disciples to the authorities. They claimed that Paul and the other disciples were Jewish. They were Jews. And they wanted to establish their culture and customs. Wait a minute, we are Romans. We don't accept that. We wouldn't accept such thing. Brothers and sisters, do you think the world system where we live in today will be satisfied or peacefully accept the gospel message that shows the way, the truth, and the life who is Jesus Christ? Of course not. While the world had presented the path of slavery this in, with the garb of freedom, clothes of freedom, pleasure, and sense of peace. Jesus Christ came into the world to give true freedom from the power of sin. Remember when the Bible says in John 8, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. And if the Son sets you free, you will be free indeed. There will likely come a day when we will be physically persecuted. There have been murder and persecution of Christians in several countries. Correct? Moreover, this is not just happened in the Middle East. Countries, North Korea, China, Syria, as we think. Some Christians are persecuted and murdered near us. Cuba, Venezuela, Nicaragua, Canada, and even the United States. Brothers and sisters, even if the persecutions rise against us, we need to believe the biblical truth written in Romans chapter 8, what I said in the beginning. If God is for us, who can be against us? Why? Because we have peace with God. The world, the Satan, might be at war with us. But but if we have peace with God, through Jesus Christ our Lord, everything will be all right. Look what the Bible said in Psalm one hundred eighteen. The Lord is my own side. I will not fear. What can men to do? What can men do to me? The Lord is on my side as my helper. I shall look in triumph, triumph or triumph on those who hate me. It is better to take refuge in the Lord than to trust in men. It is better to take refuge in the Lord. Than to trust in princes. Or princes. I think it's prison, right. Brothers and sisters. Challenges are a reality. In the Christian. In the church's walk. However. We received great privilege from God. Let me read the privilege that we have received. Because sometimes suffering, suffering, suffering. Right. Let's. Listen some privilege because we like that, right? Mm-hmm. Verse 23 through 25. And when they had inflicted many blows up them, they threw them into prison, ordering the jailer to keep them safely. Having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. I love this verse. About midnight. Paul and Silas were praying. And singing hymns. Probably the Trinity hymn. One of the songs. To God. And the prisoners were listening to them. The order was given to the jailer. To keep them safe. He should be responsible. For keeping him in prison and responsible for their lives. That would mean the jailer would pay for his life by failing this mission. This happened if you read chapter 12, Acts chapter 12, when Peter was arrested and the Lord God sent an angel to free, to free him, to deliver him, and the guards who were there supposed to keep him in prison were killed. Because they failed in the mission. Let me tell you just a little. The Roman prison usually had three distinct parts. The first they call the communiora. is a Latin. Where the prisoners had light and air. It's pretty nice. The interiora which was shut off by strong iron gates and had bars and locks. And the third, tulianum, or danger for executions, where prisoners condemned to die were confined. Even in a hostile environment, those disciples were singing and praying around midnight, and prisoners... Listening to them. Wait a minute. What were, what were they are doing? What were they doing in that moment? This, this, this is. Is that true? The Bible says, during the affliction. Wait, probably they are kind of a different race or different power. No, they were sinners like you and me. The Bible says the Bible does not show what praise they sung or they would be the words of prayer or what they were saying. However, Through Paul's letters, we can understand how they view that moment. We don't know exactly what would be the song or the prayer, but we can understand how they view that moment. The letter to the Philippians was written 10 years after that moment. The main idea of the letters of to the Philippians, would be, the, would be to encourage believers to persevere joyfully in the gospel, despite present difficult and painful circumstances. Express confidence that God has completed the work, the good work begun in them. When Paul wrote the letter to the Philippians, he was imprisoned in Rome. The same situation happened when he was preaching in Philippine. The Philippians letter, Paul says, listen, For it has been granted to you that for the sake of Christ, you should not only believe in him, but also suffer for his sake. If we receive the privilege, the gift of believing in Christ Jesus, suffering for the sake of Christ Jesus, we will also be a gift from God to us. That's the privilege. We receive the privilege to serve, to be part of this moment in the Christian walk. We know that most Of the hymns. That we usually sing. Were composed. Within a context. Of pain. And suffering. How is that possible? They could see the beauty of Christ Jesus. During their suffering. Because those people knew. That was a privilege to suffer for Christ. May God help us, brothers and sisters, to see such sufferings that we go through as gift from God. And this is the second privilege. This is the first privilege, sorry. Suffering for Christ. If you are suffering right now, don't worry. We can cry, we are humans, but you are not alone. We are not alone. Jesus Christ, like he said, will be with us until the end of the AIDS. The second privilege that we see in the, during this passage is, be, is that we receive from God's, from God the privilege to preach the word. Let me read the word of the Lord in Acts 16, verse 26, from 26 until 34. And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors would open, and everyone's boats were unfasted. When the jailer woke and saw that the prison doors were open, he drew his sword and was about to kill himself. Suppose that the prisoners had escaped, but Paul cried with a loud voice, Do not harm harm yourself, for we we are all here. And the jailer called for light and rushed in and trembled with fear. He fell down before Paul and Silas, and then he brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe in the Lord Jesus, and you will be saved, you and your household. And they spoke the word of the Lord to him and to all who were in his house. And he took them the same hour of the night. And washed their wounds. And he was baptized at once, he and all his family. Then he brought them up into his house and set food before them. And he rejoiced along with his entire household that he had believed in God. The Bible tells us that there was an earthquake, and all their prisoners were listened to the praising. The present God, the Bible says, God used an angel to release Peter in chapter twelve from the prison. But now, God sent an earthquake to deliver the disciples. Probably in that um, prison, none had never witnessed prisoners worship God in that situation. The gospel message. Through the praises and prayers was more powerful than earthquake. We cannot miss, brothers and sisters, the chance to preach the word of God. Did you know that we evangelize when we come to the church on the Lord's day? We are witness that God is the main reason for our life. When our neighbors in our Rogers neighborhood see us, they look at us, come to the church with joy and pleasure. And they think they might think there is something different there. Why they do that every Sunday? What a privilege, brothers and sisters. To preach the gospel, we can see through the scripture that God calls us to preach and share the gospel of Jesus Christ. Let me ask you this When was the last time you preached or we preached to someone? When was the last time we talked about Jesus to someone? We need to understand that there is something greater than ourselves. We need to bring the banner of the gospel of Christ Jesus, whatever we are. Suddenly, the earthquake came, the foundations shook, everyone's doors and chains fell. And everyone was free, but the jailer stood there, stood up, saw the doors were opened, and he believed the prisoners have fled. He thought of taking his own life. he thought of taking his own li- his own life for. He, he, would receive, he would receive the punishment of death for letting the prisoner escape. The death sentence would be the only answer in the jailer's head. He took the sword and wanted to take away his own life. However, a voice cried out from the darkness, saying, Do not harm yourself, for we all we are all here. Brothers, sisters, the most fantastic supernatural act here was not the earthquake, but the l- l- the lives or lives achieved by the gospel. Sometimes difficult, some some words, but be patient with me. I'll get there. I'm working hard and thank you so much for listening. Give me this opportunity. But their lives, they they were like they were achieved by the gospel message. Many people look for miracles. In our generation. It's not our privilege, but for many years people look for miracles, supernatural manifestations, and they they don't like our church because they don't see that, because it doesn't exist. However, there is something more powerful than seeing the red scene being opened. There is something more powerful than see a dead man resurrected after four days. All oh, witnesses, the multiplication of the loaves and fishes. There is something more powerful and incomparable, better than all these things namely, the human soul redeemed by the power of Jesus Christ through the preach of the gospel. I would you like one more one more to draw your attention to the earthquake not from outside but from within inside? Why didn't those pray why didn't those prisoners run? This is a great opportunity. You see, God opened the door. See you later. Why why didn't those prisoners run? Why didn't they why didn't they take the opportunity to run away? They could they could have done that. However, the physical chance chains fell at that moment. But the goodness of Jesus Christ held the prisoners. The jailer could not understand what had happened. Because in human mind. This doesn't make sense. But he thought. He had no way out. That the answer. To that moment. The answer. Was that. I would, I would be to take away. His, my life. He was about to do that. When, the, when Paul cried. With a loud voice. If you, are, if you are listening to me here or in the internet and nurturing thoughts of suicide or think about taking away your life or thinking there is no solution for your situation, listen to me. Do not harm yourself. Do not harm yourself. Please do not do that. There is hope for you. There is hope for us. Death will not be the final solution. The death of Jesus Christ on the cross of Calvary was God's perfect solution for your soul, for my soul, for us. Let me tell you this. You still have hope. And your hope and our hope is called Jesus Christ. The jailer likely heard the testimony and the story of Paul and Silas and about the message they preached. After the earthquake, after everything that happened in the prison, would it be necessary to preach the word? The earthquake, some marvelous things happened. It's really necessary listen to the word of the Lord. I hope you will say in your heart. Yes, Pastor, of course. Yes. Because miracles, again, miracles does not have the power to save anyone. Who has the power to save? The gospel. The message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. Then the jailer and his family heard the word of the Lord. Soon after, the jailer... Jailer and his entire family were baptized. Um, I, I have to tell you this probably they would be a Presbyterian people, you know, because they came to their house, you know. We are in the Bible, guys. We have a foundation for who you are. I have to tell this. We are a Presbyterian. I love that. The fruits of the new life they received from Christ Jesus began to manifestate. Manifestate. Manifest. These fruits can be seen when they when they washed the disciples' wounds. The fruits. Remember the good tree? realize that the fruits of sanctification are already visible in this family's life. Brothers and sisters, if we have been justified by faith alone, let us walk like those who were declared righteousness by God. If God has rescued us from the darkness into the light of Jesus, let us walk as children of light. We cannot forget that we have also been predestinated for good works. Look what the Bible says. For we are his workmanship. Created in Christ Jesus for good works. Which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. In the walk of the church. We will have oppositions in various ways. However, we will also have the privilege to serve for the Lord Jesus and to preach his word. Moreover, we will live forever with him at the end of it all. That is our hope. That is our hope. May God help us to bless. May may God help us to bless and help us to preach the word, wherever we go, in the name of Jesus Christ. Let us pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this great opportunity. Please help us. Help us and keep your word in our hearts. And bring our hearts close to you to fear our name and to love you above all things. Be with us. That's my prayer in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen.